What about if we're sponsored by like IKEA? Would that be funny? Probably okay, not. Okay, we got ideas going, flowing. Okay, IKEA. Flowing out. Swedish people. <laughs> uh, sponsored by GeoGuessr. Uh-huh. Oh, we could do a free association segment. Oh, yeah. Free association. Association. Association football. Soccer. Soccer balls. <laughs> but I have a sense that it'll all go back to soccer. Go back. Back in time. Time, land before time, dinosaurs, dinosaur skin, leather, <laughs> old-timey soccer balls. This is good. Soccer. Inspirobot and inspire our jibblers with some inspirational quotes. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. All right, let's start. Okay. Christmas bells are ringing. Ding dong, ding dong, dong. We are here, we're singing. A happy, happy song. Reindeers on the mountaintops. We are here and we're the top. And if you think you're Jewish, then you're probably right. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a while, but here we are. Just two knuckleheads sitting in a basement talking <laughs> about December Studio Ghibli. December the 25th. It's Christmas Day, guys. Or if you're not of the Christian persuasion, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, and you don't even care. Only Christians celebrate Christmas. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. I don't even know what all these atheists do on Christmas. They probably like, I don't know. They probably they probably celebrate Christmas. I don't think so. I think only Christians do. They worship the void. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Father Void. Yeah, Father Void. Father Void comes and brings them presents. Father Void comes and takes presents away from them <laughs> at night. No, we're just kidding. We love atheists. We know that that's not true. Yeah. We're jokesters, and we're making Guys, jokes. Guys, you know us. We're just funning. Yeah. Oh, man, What Scott, else? What have we been up to? Yeah, let's catch them up on... It's been a couple months. Perhaps, yeah. So, we uh, did when Marnie was there. Mm-hmm. And a weight was lifted off our shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finished the cannon. But more than that, we just got busy, and like I moved, I moved down to Provo, and you yeah. know, life happened. Life, yeah. Um, but we finally decided we got our we got ourselves together, and we were like, it's they need us. Yeah, the people are crying out. Yeah, we kind of let our subscription to Podbean lapse a little bit. Yeah. And which I know concerned everyone. Yeah, so 
you haven't been able to download past episodes, but I'm going to fix that before I put this up, obviously. <laughs> Since um, you're listening to this now. And I'm probably going to even find a cheaper way to not get scammed by a big company that is trying to take advantage of people wanting to put out podcasts. Nice. So as you can tell, the the metaphorical wind is in our sails. Mm-hmm. We have our second wind and all manner of wind-related metaphors. Yes. And we'll just give you a little roadmap of what we have planned for the rest of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Because we do have plans, We and we do have an end in sight. Yes. So run us through, Scott, what is on the agenda. So, well, today we watched, actually a couple days ago, we watched... Hiromasa Yonabayashi's new studio. That was good. Yeah, thanks. Studio Ponok. And the film that they're doing, that they did. They did it. They did. I watched it. It's called Mary and the Witch's Flower. Yeah. And we watched it. And we're going to talk about it. And you're going to like it. And then we're going to watch maybe The Red Turtle. Yeah, what else are we going to... So we're going to watch Red Turtle. We're going to watch Ocean Waves. We're going to watch Ocean Waves because we missed that one because we're doing the theatrical canon and it didn't have a theatrical release. Yes. Um, But it was a Studio Ghibli film and it was made by young Studio Ghibli people, like younger folk. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When does uh, the next Studio Ghibli movie come out? I don't do... I think 2020. I think that they're planning on releasing it in time for the Olympics. For real? Yeah. When's the Olympics? 2020. Oh. So, if I mean, we might come back and do like a special episode for that. Mm-hmm. But besides that, we are going to watch those, maybe a couple other odds and ends. There's another Studio Ghibli film that's a documentary about a dam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Isao and uh, Hayao are nerds. Mm-hmm. They love... The environment. Oh. Um, and then we are going to drive our little butts mm-hmm. over to Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. which is, it's not that far from us, really. It's like nine, nine hour drive Yeah. Uh, at the end of the year, 2019. And we're going to go to the, what's the museum called? The Museum of Los Angeles Animation. Yes. I thought it was like the film. I thought it was just like film in general. Anyway, some museum, some big museum in Los Angeles is putting on a Miyazaki exhibit. And it looks like it's going to be really cool. And so we're going to go and record an episode out there Yeah, in Los Angeles. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Road trip. Um, Grab your beef jerky. Grab your shoes you need shoes for road trip and your keys Mm -hmm. and get in the car and drive that's how it goes and drive 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 Mm -hmm. and listen to tons of good music yeah you know i haven't been on a good road trip in years (laughs) like the most i've done is like driven down to southern utah yeah which is a cool place your chance hey what if we had friends 
They came with us. Oh, if only we had friends. Yeah, we should make some. Yeah, between now and then, let's make some friends. Yeah, I mean, to get ready for the road trip, right? Like, you need to get your oil changed. You need to get your salt and vinegar potato chips lays. Mm-hmm. And you got to make some friends. Yeah. And invite them along. That sounds like it would be fun. Last road trip I went on, we had friends. And it was fun. I think... Was the last road trip I went on really that time that we went with some friends up to like Washington State? Oh. That was so long ago. That was a long time ago. I must have been on another road trip since then, but I can't remember. Yeah. But that was a fun one. Yeah. Road trips are fun. That's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about today, right, Scott? Yeah. We're talking about road trips. We watched a road trip. We watched Live. it. Live. And we're going to talk about it. And. Directed by Hiromasa Yonabayashi. Mm-hmm. And by road trip, really what I mean is a movie um, about Harry Potter. <laughs> and it, it's like a movie, but it's like Harry Potter, but with science. Uh-huh. And magic all right we're we're getting into it <laughs> and it's called mary and the witch's flower okay did you like this movie yeah i liked it yeah i um i liked it i didn't love it so much mm-hmm. it wasn't like i would say it's like middle of the pack studio ghibli yeah which is great yeah you know like I feel like Studio Ponok has a, a big future ahead of them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I agree. But I feel like it had a few kind of, it could have been better in a few places. Mm-hmm. But in a few other places, it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Well, should we do a synopsis? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. There's a... Lady steals some seeds and is chased and explodes, and the seeds go in the ground. Flash forward. Yeah. Many years. Little girl, she's hanging out with her great aunt. and Red hair. And maid. Great aunt has white hair. Little girl has red hair. Oh, the little girl has red hair, yeah. She hates it. She hates her red hair. Uh, she's clumsy. She's clumsy she's always trying to help but she just messes everything up and she finds a cat takes her to some flowers smushes it on her hand goes to magic world Mm -hmm. on a broomstick harry potter world it's a school there's witches and warlocks cooking a pig uh-huh. There's a pig man cooking like a pig. Oh, I yeah. think I saw that at some point when they're touring the cafeteria. Uh-huh, right. Um and she uh has these magic powers, but then And they're all, "Whoa, you're like the best witch ever." Yeah, they're like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like you must be some sort of prodigy. And she's you like, "Nah, I just got a flower goop on me." Yeah. And they're like, flower goop? And they're like, did you say flower goop? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, then she's like, never mind. What? No, here's my friend's address. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and she accidentally gives them the 
address of her neighbor, who's a boy who she maybe has a crush on named Peter. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves because her spider sense was tingling. Yeah. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Because... She could, she could sense the kind of change in the mood of well, the... Yeah, and also they're doing horrible experiments on aminals. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to transform them, and they make them into monsters, and they're like, well, mistakes will be made, and then they just lock up these these pitiful beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty creeped out at that point, and I'm sure she was too. So she leaves, and then... um, And then... uh, The headmistress shows up in a butterfly card kidnap that peter and she's like i kidnapped your your boo and you gotta bring us that flower because we like that goop yeah and we want to get that goop on us <laughs> yeah and she's like all right and so she brings them flower yeah and well, uh, she doesn't know i mean she's like what's the flower compared to the life of a boy yeah rightfully i i think i would have done the same thing yeah in fact i'm glad she did that um but then they're like got your goop and actually, we're keeping your friend because we're going to do experiments we're gonna on We're going to do him. a floop. Because actually, our top dream is to make a human into a super magic thing. We're going to turn this boy into a boy toy. Into a boy toy. <laughs> and then we're going to take over the world. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Something. Was that part of their plan? Yeah, I think so. Well, in any case, she escapes again by the skin of her teeth. Mm-hmm. And then she, her broom, uh, which she at, at the beginning just found, uh, turns out the broom uh, belonged to her great aunt. Was it her great aunt or her great grandma? Great aunt. Great aunt. Yeah. And it flew to her great aunt's old house. Uh which is like a witch's house that she just abandoned. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, no. And then her great aunt talks to her in the mirror and is like, don't Turns save, out, don't save Peter. Yeah. That's sort of what she said. Turns out great aunt was the redheaded babe. From the beginning. Who stole the flower seeds. And turns out the backstory was... She found she was attending the school, the Hogwarts school. Yeah. She found these flowers and found out that of their powers. Mm-hmm. And she showered her glower. She showered them with glowers as she stole the flowers. And the, boy, were they sour. <laughs> because, well, they, yeah, they started doing experiments with the goop, go, the goop science. Science and magic are same, and a uh, horrible thing happened. It exploded and made a monster, and so she was like, I got to steal these seeds, and so she stole them, and, uh, and as she was running away, they almost like shot her down or something, and so she fell, and the seeds sprinkled on the forest, but mm-hmm. they only bloom once every seven years, so they couldn't just go down and find them, they, yeah. you know, and they're, they're hidden. very rare, and uh, so and, she, and I mean... <laughs> They probably could have gone down and found them when they bloom. Mm. But maybe it's like they didn't even know when the seven year period it is. So oh, I they're think busy. They're not gonna go down and like check every year. It's a well, it's a massive forest and I think there's only like one little one that pl- that plants. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's yeah. 
very unlikely that they would find them. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay, go on. And uh, so then that was that's her great aunt. And we're like, how is your great aunt so bodacious? She just seems like an old frumpy lady with white hair. And uh, But it turns out she was bodacious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, then yeah, great aunt's like, don't go back because you can't, you don't have enough magic in you. And she's like, but it's my friend, mm-hmm. and I might want to kiss him, and I am just gonna do it. And so she goes and she like runs out of magic, but then she gets a little more on her, and then she goes and then she uh, rescues him. Yep. And it's nail biting. Yeah. And then she goes back and she's like, I'm done with this magic business. I hate this stuff. I never want to do magic again. She goes back to her life and yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like <clears throat> and she's like as they fly away, she's like, Do you think that headmistress Mumble Goop and and Prin- Prince D or whatever their names were? Mm-hmm. Do you Those think are the bad guys. Do you think they're gonna be okay? And Peter's like, oh, those goofballs, they're going to be fine. <laughs> Wait, who? Don't you remember that? No. It was like this very lighthearted tone at the end when they're flying away. And and he, and he she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. are they going to be okay? And he's like, they're going to be just, I get the feeling they're going to be just fine. Uh-huh. They'll find someone else to work on, some other project. Some other person to goop. Uh-huh. And I was thinking... Peter, they just almost killed you, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's my thoughts on the film. I'll tell you all of them. Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I really I, I really like, at the beginning, the animation is really good. Ugh, the animation, the animation is the best part of it. Yeah. And uh, I like, and it, it does have imagination um, in spades. Yeah. But here's the thing. By imagination, what do you mean? Well, here's the thing. Here's my main blurb that I would say on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It is so derivative of so many things, mostly Studio Ghibli and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so clearly derivative. Almost every scene, there is something that reminds you of a Studio Ghibli film or Harry Potter. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Even like straight up copied shots and images and character designs and things you know yeah and uh but it's like hiromasa he took these elements from these other things and he mixed them around and he did put his own uh you know his own unique creativity in it too Mm -hmm. Um, including his animation style is a little different. I really like the dark darks. There's like bright brights and dark darks. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's dark, it's like black. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes like the cell shading, it seems kind of like some kind of fabric. Yeah. Or perhaps a comic strip. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. That was cool. Yeah. Give me a good feel. And... Uh, and yeah, and he made something that is imaginative. It's like, and it, it takes guts to make a college for witches and warlocks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And l- like after the whole Harry Potter world and everyone loves that, it takes guts to be like, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to like reimagine that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think he does a really good job. It's like yeah, a very yeah. different kind of place. 
Mm-hmm. And it's very, very imaginative, you know. It's like the idea of a witch in Warlock College is, you know, stolen from Harry Potter. But all the details of it are, like, different. They're pre- all pretty different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I really like at the beginning uh, when it was the flashback thing and uh, when she spilled the seeds and all these uh, trees start growing up. And so they grow from little saplings into, like, big trees. And when one of the saplings grows, there's, like, a little nest on it. Mm-hmm. And then the nest kind of grows a little bigger um, as if it's being kind of built. And then there's eggs, and then they hatch, and then they're chicks, and then they're grown up, and they're, then they're, like, falcons, and then they, like, fly away. Oh, I didn't All I in, like, that. three seconds, uh-huh. like, as the tree is growing. That's cool. And I was like, that's super magical. Yeah, so there were, like, like... Um, a lot of moments like that where I was like, I was like, yeah, Hiromasa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got that in him. He's yeah. got that same kind of thing that magic that um, Miyazaki has. Yeah, that magic quality of like adding in little flourishes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited for the future of Studio Ponok. I feel like they could be a, a spiritual successor. Uh-huh. I feel like Yonabayashi has that kind of something. Yeah. You know, that yeah. special sauce. And then we're going to be the poners. Yeah. Yeah. The ponies. Yeah, the ponies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are those all your thoughts on it? Um, well, I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, the plot and the story and the characters. Yeah. So, you know, I liked, um, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I felt like her character was fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And, but I felt like there wasn't much of a character arc for her. Mm-hmm. It, her character arc was sort of like she's clumsy and she doesn't like her hair and she doesn't really believe in herself. She doesn't think she's good at any at anything. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then she finds this magical goop, Barry, mm-hmm. yeah. that gives her powers and she goes and suddenly she can do all of these cool things, mm-hmm. all these magical abilities. And she's like the best and she's this prodigy for a day. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, actually, it just it wears off and she goes back to being normal. Mm-hmm. And then and then her. But she does kind of find some inner strength from that somehow, I guess. Yeah. Which which helps her go and save Peter at the end. Yeah. But even saving Peter at the end, I was kind of hoping that she would find some solution to it that didn't involve using the magic goop. Mm. But all it was was she had Peter do it because uh-huh. he was gooped. Uh-huh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is, I don't know, just a little bit less satisfying than I would hope wait you wanted her to use goop powers no i wanted her to figure out some other way of oh yeah of solving the the problem at the end Uh uh-huh you know some other way of saving peter because then it would symbolize like you don't need goop yeah 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 she doesn't need goop it would like say to all the kids out there you don't need goop yeah which i say kind of like it's funny but i think 
and I think the film actually does kind of say that. And it's kind of a thing that Mr. Rogers might say to kids. Mm-hmm. He said in a in that documentary uh, about like, won't you be my neighbor? They show him giving a speech at a graduation, and he says like, uh, he kind of clarifies what he means by like, uh, you're good just the way you are because he got a lot of flack for saying that mm-hmm. because people were saying oh, this generation is, like, entitled and they think they, they don't, don't have feel to... like they need to grow at all because they're just fine. Yeah. And he was like, what that means, of course, is that you don't have to do anything... I forget the word he used. You don't have to do anything flashy. You don't have to do anything outlandish, you know, to... uh to for people to like you Mm -hmm. you can be just the way you are and you can love and be loved and and you have value without having to you know put on a show and do a backflip and get a phd Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm saying yeah you don't have to use goop Mm -hmm. in other words in other words you don't have to use goop yeah yeah. So kids at home, stay off the goop. Yeah. It's an important message. But I really did like that. That kind of showed maturity in her because when she was at the school, they were, they were pouring all this praise on her. And uh, she was like, you know, actually, I think it's just the flowers. So thanks for all the praise. But, like, I don't think it's really, yeah, that... you know, an inherent knack that I have for magic or anything. Mm-hmm. That take That took humility and... You know, yeah, that was an interesting thing for her character to do. Yeah, and then at the end to renounce magic, it's yeah, it's like she's saying, "Yeah, I'm clumsy, I'm this, I'm that," but like, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah, so you liked that at the end when she renounced magic. Oh yeah, I really liked that. I I felt like it was just confusing to me that like, like the so why did the great aunt renounce magic? Because she saw these two people kind of be seduced by the power of it and go crazy. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah. Because now she's just living this life in the English countryside, like knitting. Just where she's like happy and gardening and and knows her neighbors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't use magic at all. She could be so powerful. Well, I mean, not powerful, but it's just like... I don't know. <laughs> it's just I'm anti magic. Don't how would you feel if um like I guess I guess it makes sense. Maybe it, it's kind of analogous to someone renouncing technology and just moving out, you know, right. as a hermit out in the country or something. Which is a different kind of different philosophy than you would find in a Hayao film. Yeah. It's, you know, like the wind rises or whatever whatever. It's very technologically progressive. Mhm. You know, it's like use that magic or whatever. Yeah. But I like this this message of Mary and the Witch's Flower I think balances that kind of, you know, that's a a liberal kind of message, but then this is more of a of a conservative mm-hmm. kind of Things might be good the way they are, and maybe we don't have to, you know, plunge forward into the unknown. Maybe, you know, 
Yeah. It's kind of a more Taoist kind of a Yeah. And I I'm kind of wondering if uh, that is the message that Yonabayashi wanted people to get out of it. Because mm-hmm. if that is the message, I feel like it's not super clear. Right. You know? Right. No. Did you feel like that was the message? Well, it doesn't come off as didactic. It mostly comes off just as a fun story. I mean, first yeah. and foremost, yeah. it is it a It does fun kind story. of get... It, it gets... <clears throat> it meanders around a lot just in the fun world it's building. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I think... Ultimately, that's that was the main it's goal like, of it. It's like, look at this fun fox guy. He has an Irish accent or Scottish. Scottish. He has a Scottish accent, and he takes care of the brooms. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Look at this thing. This is cool. There's a weird bug. It crawled up her leg. Yeah. You know. Oh, look. The they're flying. Look in at all these bubbles. mutant animals. Those are fun. Yeah. 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 It didn't feel didactic. Yeah. So I think the point of the movie was. Uh, to t- to just tell a fun story in this fun world. Yeah. And maybe a secondary thing you can get out of it is like something like you don't need magic or, in our case, crazy like, you know, cell phones and technology and the internet to live a full life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And sometimes it can be detrimental. Yeah. Not always, you know. A lot of those kids at the at the school seem like they're just fine. Mm-hmm. And before they were seduced by the flower, they were living a happy life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. They showed if in a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I think it's more like middle of the pack. Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. is because well, for one thing, one thing I didn't like so much was the. Uh, bad guys, like, whole scheme and motivation. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the same thing we've seen in so many superhero movies and whatnot. It's, like, we're going to create a bunch of whatevers and take over the world. Yeah. And it's, like, why Why do you want to take over the world? Like, yeah. And what are you going to do with the world when you take over it? Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I always wonder. Yeah, and it's like, it's like uh, they just went from, uh, according to the flashback, mm-hmm. they went from these people that everybody loved, no hint at all of an undercurrent of like maniacal like yeah. scheming, and then as soon as they saw that flower in the flashback, they like something turned on inside them, and they just suddenly became evil. Yeah, <laughs> like know? Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah. Like Smeagol. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I don't understand Lord of the Rings anyway. We don't have to get into that. Uh-huh. I don't understand it at all. The Smeagol. The one ring to rule them all. Uh-huh. Had Frodo put it on. Was he ruling them oh, all? Oh, because he, cause he didn't have guile. He's a hobbit. Uh-huh. He just, he doesn't care about, you know. Although Smeagol was a hobbit too. So when you when you put it on, you rule the other rings. Uh-huh. How? Like this, you just kind of... No, but Gollum had tons of guile. He had buttloads of guile. Yeah. And he, when he put on the ring, he wasn't like some king over everything. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to, like what, you'd have to ask Stephen What does Stephen the Colbert. ring do? Yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm sure it explains it in the Silmarillion. I've never read it. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. Okay. So here's, here's something, um, about it. I felt like it suffered from the same issue that it suffered from Harry Potter syndrome, which for me is Harry Potter went through the whole series, Mm -hmm. seven books. Was Mm -hmm. it seven books? Yeah. He went through all seven books with like five spells uh-huh. like there's this whole magical world but harry just sticks to asio uh-huh. uh lumos yeah uh like stunning spell mm-hmm. and like three more yeah and like that's his whole arsenal and that's all he uses to even defeat like voldemort at the end you uh-huh. know he just uses like Excelsior. asio to get his wand and then I don't know. It's been a long time since I read those books or watched the movies, but mm-hmm. I remember it was like he just used like a stunning spell or something like it oh. wasn't this crazy piece of magic, which is kind of cool, but it's also just like not realistic. Yeah. And the same thing happened in this movie where uh, Mary gets this book of master spells mm-hmm. and she opens it up and she finds the one spell she needs to escape. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't open it up again or even look at it. And it has kind of a great opportunity for her to because she's locked up at one point. Yeah. You know, and uh, she, I thought she was going to like study up in there, you know, and emerge mm-hmm. like with all these cool spells that she could do. Yeah. So it's just kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. And it just felt like, like, oh, you dummy. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she just, yeah, she just like had it in her bag the whole time and didn't use it at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't feel like it was illogical or anything. But maybe, maybe the thing also is that the spells can't be memorized because it seemed like the lady, what's her name? Mm. Mrs. Spooch or what was her name? Mrs. Google Gloper. Yeah. It seemed like she really wanted to get the book back so she could use the spells. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it, maybe, I mean. But Mary's just not in that headspace. She's not, you know, so magically ambitious. Yeah. Just like Harry wasn't magically ambitious. Yeah. He just wanted to goof off with yeah, his friends. Yeah, me, Hermione should have been the hero of the whole dang thing. <sighs> both the both Harry Potter and Mary and the Witch's Flower. Yeah. Just bring Hermione in there. Get Hermione in there. Yeah. Yeah. Get Hermione, get your hiney in there. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Yeah. Um. Hmm. What else about this movie? You know, I was looking up. I usually do a lot of research and try and collect all these facts. Yeah. You know about the process and about the background of the story and about the making of and the year and the all these things. Mm-hmm. Here's something that I noticed. This movie doesn't have a lot of facts associated uh-huh. with it. Hmm. Here's the story of how it came to be. Uh-huh. Hiromasa read this book called The Little Broomstick by what's-her-name? Mm-hmm. What's-her-name? Someone. Wait, I gotta find it out. Some English author. Yeah, British. Right? Little Broomstick. Mary Stewart. Mm-hmm. Who's written a lot of these, you know, nice fantasy books, witches and whatnot for kids, dragons yeah. maybe. Hiramasa read that, and he was like, let's make it into a movie. And then, and then it was like, first got to make studio, and then made studio Ponok, and then made the movie. And that's it. That's the story. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to know more about Studio Ponok. Like, what's their deal? Yeah. Who else is, is in it, and who's, you know, who are the big dogs? Hey, Siri, what's Studio Ponok's deal? Oh, thanks. Apple Watch 4 Review, the best smartwatch gets better. <laughs> oh, that's so kind. Apple explains how it's making Siri smart without endangering user pre... So, I guess first they brought Siri on board, uh-huh. it sounds like. Uh-huh. Huh. So, this might be the first studio that's a human-AI collaboration. Whoa. Because all that's coming up is is about Siri and Apple. Right. So, you asked, what's Studio Ponok's deal? And Siri was like, it's all about me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. That's pretty impressive. I mean... <laughs> Actually, it did. You know, you know, we have all these bots, you know, that like people make a bot and it can like like, for example, there's a Harry Potter bot and it made like it just like read a bunch of Harry Potter. And then it it made the last like a 13th chapter or whatever from for a Harry Potter book. Oh, you mean are you talking about Harry Potter and the and the large pile of ash or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, this movie is kind of like if you made a bot watch uh-huh. Studio Ghibli. Yeah. And Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bot would make this film. That's actually a very good description of this mm-hmm. film. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and that's not a bad thing. I, I think that even um, accomplishing just copying the form of Studio Ghibli, you know, and not necessarily the content, but just like the the visuals and stuff, mm-hmm. is still a big accomplishment. Yeah, it's like, oh, they just copied, um, they just copied something beautiful and really hard to do. So yeah, shut up. But also just like um, all the little kind of fun uh, details that Studio Ghibli movies have. I feel like this had a lot of those. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm, I wish we had done this. Right after we had watched, because there's a couple things that that I remember liking that I can't quite remember right now. Mm. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter and the Large Pile of Ash. Yeah. I'm just going to read the first paragraph. This is chapter 13, The Handsome One. The castle ground snarled with a wave of magically magnified wind. The sky outside was a great black ceiling, which was full of blood. The only sounds drifting from Hagrid's hut were the disdainful shrieks of his own furniture. Magic. It was something that Harry Potter thought was very good. <laughs> A bot wrote that. Yeah, I love those I love those bots. Our sister uh just showed us this bot where where someone fed it uh like thousands of cookie recipes uh-huh. and then it spat out these uh, or not recipes, just names of cookies. Yeah, yeah. And then it spat out its own names of cookies. And they're so good. Here's a few of them. Um, <laughs> Nutty Loispers, mm-hmm. then Holes, in parentheses, then Halloween mm-hmm. Maples. Oh, that's awesome. Canical Bear Witted Nuts. Oh. <laughs> Sperry Bruncies. Oh. <laughs> bars. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Hersel pump spritters. 
It's so good. Bots. Bots. I think technology is great. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Take that back. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. I feel like there's more to talk about this in this movie. Um, I I feel like we covered it. What do you think of uh? What do you think of like? So I mean, all the <laughs> we kind of talked about every character. Yeah, I thought that I thought that the gardener guy was gonna have more of a role. Oh yeah. You know, because he had such a cool name. What was his name? Yeah, he had a cool name. It was like Zebediah. Zebedee. Zebedee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very biblical. Mm-hmm. I thought Zebedee, because he kind of like, when she brought him the flower, he knew what it was. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I thought he was going to play a role. I, You know, I said that a lot of the uh, a lot of it was like stolen from Studio Ghibli, but I will say I did notice that the character design was different. Hayao had a lot of kind of stock character designs. Mm-hmm. And uh, these characters were very different. Like the uh, Professor McGonagall who, character, what's her name? The headmistress. McStugall, yeah, yeah. The headmistress. Moogle Dooch. Yeah. I laughed when she, wait, I'm going to find her name. Mumble Crunch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something like that. I laughed when she said her name because I was like, that's McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, let's see, what's this movie called that we're talking about? Mary and the Goop of Wizards. Mary and the Wizards Goop. Whoops. Even, even like the like they called it witches and warlocks. Yeah, was like so Harry Potter. Uh huh. Well, but that actually corrected uh, J.K. Rowling. I've always wondered that. I was like, okay, the f- male form of a witch is a warlock. The female form of a wizard is a sorceress. So why are we pretending like these are the same? Yeah, it's either wizard and sorceress or it's witch and warlock. Yeah. I said that to a friend of mine who's a big Harry Harry Potter fan, and she's usually really chill. But when I said that, she got like Superman. She was like, don't you think J.K. Rowling would know more about it than you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, touche. She probably does. Uh, but yeah, what's what was her name? It was like Mumble Gooch. Madam Mumble Chook. Mumblechook. Yeah, Mumblechook. Yeah. But if Hayao was doing this film, we know what she would look like. Mm-hmm. She would have that big old nose. Oh, yeah. You know, the wrinkly nose, uh-huh. et cetera. A big head. Kind of the bug eyes, yeah, big she'd, head. Short, big head. She would be the lady Stumpy. from Spirited Away. Yeah. Cause, yeah or something That similar. character design is like in several of his movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Julie or Jennifer whatever. Jennifer Lopez. No, in no, in uh, Howl's Moving Castle, the yeah. main character. Uh-huh. When she turns old, it's like the same character design. Yeah. But, but Mumble, toned down a little bit. Yeah, but Mumblechook was quite different. Yeah. And the neighbor, Zebedee, wouldn't see that in a Hayao joke. Not neighbor. He was the landscaper. No, he was Peter's dad. Wait, was he? Yep. Oh. True dad. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, but like when, uh, you know, she's flying at the very beginning when she's flying off on her broom. It's like, okay, Kiki's delivery service. Mm-hmm. And then when the when the witch lady sprays goop, different kind of goop, yeah. you know, out of her arms. I, away. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. This is too Hayao, you know? Yeah. 
which apparently Hayao didn't even see the film, uh, and, but he just told Hiramasa, he's like, sure, it's great. Congratulations. Love it. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. You're good. Not going to watch it. You did it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's he's an old man, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like old man can just be like, I only got a few years left on this earth. He's like going to his neighborhood board meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he's pretty <laughs> civically engaged. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like going and talking about, you know, the frogs mm-hmm. in in the gutters. Yeah. You know, that's how he's spending his time. Yeah. He doesn't have time for these kids' movies. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the one he's going to make yeah. for his grandchildren. Yeah. Hmm. Life, here's what about it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, right? No, it's called How Do We Live? Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Blood. Man, when that comes out in theaters... Holy crap, I'm going to see it. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Oh, wow. I haven't seen a new a new Miyazaki movie since his last one yeah. in the theaters. I And also I, logically that makes sense. I don't think I've seen a a Studio Ghibli th- movie in theaters on its release. Yeah. Since ever maybe Spirited Away, maybe I saw that in theaters. Oh yeah, but I don't even know. Maybe I didn't. Dude, excited. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. We're cool. We're here. We're doing it. We're doing this podcast. So speaking of Podbean, and we need money. We're gonna try and get us a new sponsor. Yeah. But we figured that whatever new sponsor we get, we need it to be a good connection, a good fit, mm-hmm. you know. And so we're going to access the contents of our unconscious, you know, as Carl Jung might have us do. Mm-hmm. And uh, to to get to uh, to first see most most uh, sponsors, you know, reach out to the podcast, but we're desperate. Yeah. So we're going to first come up with something that we that we want to sponsor us and then we're going to try to woo them. Yeah. Yeah. So the way most sponsors work is they reach out to the podcast and they offer money. Yeah. In exchange for them talking about their product. Yeah. But guys, we don't even need money. No. We just want your approval. <laughs> yeah. We just want someone to reach out and say I'm a product. Yeah. I'm I'm a business. We'll pay you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Aaron said before, we'll figure out how to put this all up for free. We don't need money. Yeah. This we're not in this for the money. No, we're in it for the fame. For the approval of yes. a big company. Yeah. Oh, just imagining how that would feel yeah. to get the approval. Oh, of Squarespace. Yeah. Or one example. Slack Slop box. Uh-huh. Just a box of sloppy Ring, Joes. ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. I think that's your telephone. Let me pick it up. Yeah. Hello. Hi, is this Aaron Parker, legendary gibbler? Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. This <laughs> is the ghost of Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve. You know, they said that I never, uh, that I never 
donated a single penny to charity yeah. among all my billions. But you were I did notoriously s- like a bad guy. Yeah, but I, I did... I mean, no offense. Oh, no, none taken. I'm here in hell, so I already know. Okay, good. Um, and, uh, but what they didn't know is that I set aside some approval oh. for up-and-coming podcasters like yourself. What? For <laughs> us? Yeah, and here you go. I think you guys are doing great. Ah. Uh, yeah. And I want you to talk about Apple on your show. Ah. Uh, anyways, that's been a recreation of how we hope it'll go. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some stream of consciousness to try to get at the root of what is a good match for us. Yeah. And I feel like our, our unconscious will guide us there in two minutes. Okay. And so I'm going to time us and whatever we land on in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the thing that we will try to woo to be to be our next sponsor. Okay, so you have a timer. I have a timer here. Okay, okay. How should it start? Um, apples. Apples. Okay, apples. Worm. Birds. Best animals. <laughs> Best Buy. Blue. Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> Aaron's a nerd. Um, Scott sucks. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, oh, uh, video games. Zelda. Nintendo. Nintendo. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mario. Italian. Pizza. Sauce. Pizza sauce. <laughs> it's like blood for pastries. Vampires. <gasps> Suck it. <laughs> Pop it. Family fun. Um, Disney movies. Ryan Gosling, because he was a Disney Channel kid. SNL. He hosted it. Yeah. Host. Hostess. Hostess with the mostest. Twinkies. Yellow. Cream. Bus. School. Education. College. Michelle Obama. Lovely lady. Limiz. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Oh, Broadway. Mm. Um. Uh, oh. Broadway. Oh, no. <laughs> My mind, it's stuck. We're going to be sponsored by Broadway. Oh, I can't even believe it. Oh, it's going to feel so great to get their approval. Oh, wow. Broadway. Yeah. Well, I never in a million years Who thought I'd be thought? sponsored by them. Yeah. But it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Okay. So how do we get sponsored by Broadway? Hey, you ever heard of the narrow the narrow street? No. Get that out of town cuz there's a Broadway coming around. Oh my gosh. Uh, something like that. We can workshop it. Yeah, yeah. Broadway's favorite son, Lin Manuel. Oh yeah. 
He was just in a movie we, we saw today. We saw Mary Poppins Returns. So maybe we get in touch with him and he can talk to Broadway for us. Uh-huh. Or I don't know. I mean, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just start doing free ads for Broadway. Okay. Ever had stars in your eyes? Yes. Sounds dangerous. It hurt. Yeah. But what about metaphorical stars? No, tell me more. They represent fame and glitter and just a lot of glitter. Uh-huh. Just tons of glitter and uh, What about glam? Probably sequin sequins is that a thing? Yeah, sequins. Yeah, they're like glitter glued to your body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like little scales like you're a, like you're a showman dragon. Yeah. Guess where invented it? Where in Broadway? You got to get yourself down there by <laughs> Buy up all the tickets. <laughs> Say hi to Lynn. Grab a playbill. If you don't, I feel sorry for you. If you don't, stop listening to our program. Yeah. You are not welcome here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good start. <laughs> and we'll just see. We'll just have to see how they respond to that. All know? right. Um... Okay, so I'm excited. We're going to be sponsored by Broadway. Yeah. Very soon. I feel like they have a lot of money. Mhm. Um and and they love um, you know, fame. Mhm. And they're famous. Yeah. And it's a street. Mhm. So maybe we'll move to New York to be closer oh, to them. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I assumed. Yeah. Um there's a Broadway here in Utah. Is there? 300 South. Oh. Salt Lake City. The movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the street. It's called Broadway. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Does it have any, like, big... Nope. Oh. Okay. Go like this. Bend your arm like that. Like this? Yeah. Bend it. Bend it like this. Okay. What's happening right in in between in your little arm armpit uh what's Skin. happening oh yeah so this is not very good for the audio medium so let me explain what i'm doing <laughs> and then we can get to no, where we're make going it slappy here listen to this <laughs> how do we there we go what's that that sounds like skin slapping against skin, Scott. Yeah. So as we all know, <laughs> as we've been keeping in our mind the entire year, our motto this year has been skin to skin. 2018, 2018. skin to skin. Keep like, it slappy, That's as we always say. That's the subtitle. Yeah. Like a mother and her newborn babe. Yeah. We're talking about ha- having that that intimacy in everything you do getting your skin all over as much other skin as you can yeah yeah but it's been a good year i feel like i've um slapped my skin onto so many things in my life literally and figuratively mm-hmm. um school um moving down to provo you know just slapping people mm-hmm. with Different parts of my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Embracing people, you know, embracing new things, new experiences. Yeah. So, but it's time to move on. 2019 is coming and with it comes a new... Uh, a new philosophy. A new slogan. A new, turn, a new approach. A, turn a new the goal. Other cheek. Mm-hmm. Cheek, cheek to cheek. Cheek to... Uh, Squeak a cheek. Uh-huh. Farts. Um, it reminds me of farts. Yeah. Silent but deadly. Silent but deadly. 2019. Yeah. Because we want you... To add to make the change, be the change, be the change, but don't be so vocal about it. Yeah, shut up. Uh huh. Silent but friendly. Mmm. The big, the BFG, the, the big, big fart gas. Yeah, <laughs> the big fart. Remember the big fart gas. We're gonna be silent but friendly, <laughs> and be the change. You want to see in the world. Yeah. That's pretty good. What about like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. What about... <laughs> what about like... <laughs> like bifocals? Oh, oh. Double vision. Double double vision for double widgets. Double vision means... Means more eyeballs slithering around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what it means, right? I just heard our niece. She she has brought life and laughter, you know, and uh -huh. a childlike innocence into our 2018. Oh yeah, you know what? And our last skin to skin was basically based off of the fact that she was recently born. And yeah, what does she inspire in that us? That in her minds. But now she's getting, she's this day. past one years old and she's changed a lot in this past year. Yeah. I mean, not that much. She's still like a small human. Mm-hmm. Um, she's roughly maybe almost double the she's size. She's moved on from trust versus distrust stage in Erickson's developmental stages to initiative versus uh, not stagnation shame or something like that initiative uh -huh. she's at the point where it's like is she going to take the lead or are other babies going to take the lead right oh yeah be so, the lead you want be the lead baby yep be the lead baby beat all the babies. Yeah. To the punch. Beat be the head the of the punch. Be the head of the baby pack. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Be the lead baby. Be the lead baby that you always were meant to be in your heart. Mm-hmm. So take initiative? Is that basically what we're saying? Yeah. 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 Take initiative. Be the lead baby. I, I'm, to be honest, I kind of like silent but friendly. <laughs> Silent but friendly. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> Silent. 2019. Silent but friendly. <laughs> Do you want to see if Jared's out there? I heard. Maybe he could come in and give like his little snippet of what he thinks of it. So I think... <clears throat> so you want to hear what I think? Yeah. Mm, well, on second thought... 
Why don't I tell you what I feel? Okay. Yeah, that's better. Or let me put it this way. What I think about what I feel. Okay. Ooh, metacognition or something. Sure. Um, and that is, I liked it. I thought it was visually very impressive. Um, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank I, you. I also found it to be kind of derivative. And there were just a couple little kind of nitpicky things that I had a tough time getting beyond. Mostly, that whole plot thing, which is like the theme of the entire show of Seinfeld, where you get into into a situation, you come to a, a crossroads mm-hmm. where you uh, are, are, you know, in a potentially, <clears throat> um, potentially, what's the word? compromised position yeah and you can either like talk like just explain what's going on or tell an elaborate lie right you know to get out of it uh-huh. um and then they choose to tell an elaborate lie and that i just i just basically anything that does that i just cannot connect with i'm Wait, always just like what point what when she's she goes to the school and they're all like you're a prodigy and she's like well i could just say that I got here by accident and I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And just trying to explain what's going on. Or I can tell an elaborate lie. Mm-hmm. I, have I could a, go along with it. I've until, been a witch forever. Until I'm so she, far in but, that it's going to be very awkward and, and difficult. Yeah. But, she told, but she backpedaled that very night. She, she did. She said, when, actually, I'm not a witch. It was the flower goop. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I think that whole section, uh, maybe that whole like section of the plot where she's pretending to be a witch, but she's but she's not. I just, it's just too. I just don't like plots yeah, that, that I don't like that when it happens. I don't like. I'm just, I just don't connect with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Roger Ebert calls it an idiot plot, which is a plot that wouldn't have happened had the character not been an idiot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my one. That was my first kind of nitpicky thing, and the second one was just kind of the <clears throat> the the conceit of the film that the the kind of taken for granted assumption of the film that whatever they were trying to do with this flower was obviously never going to work. Maybe it could have worked, you know. The the film was like they're trying to do something with this flower, and it's not going to work, and it's going to ruin everything. You know, right. It's kind of that to me is kind of the same point that they kept making in Jurassic Park that I never really connected with. Just like you're going to bring back dinosaurs and put them in a zoo. How could that ever work? Mm-hmm. You know, like we put animals in zoos all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if it does. I mean, that it's a cool disaster. idea. It's like, yeah, as if there's something kind of obvious about that that makes it so that it obviously would never have worked. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was trying to make a point about science these days. And about how, uh, what's the cost to our humanity, etc. Right, right. I mean, obviously they're doing like weird experiments on animals and stuff like that. And, that and a boy. And a boy. Turning him into a boy toy. And that's no good. Yeah. But I think it's kind of the assumption, there just seems to be something kind of baked in that like, there are certain things mm-hmm. that sh- you shouldn't even try. Flying? God wanted us to fly, he would have given us wings. Mm-hmm. The, them Wright brothers out there shouldn't even be messing with that They're stuff. They're messing with yeah. the devil's wings. Yeah. Yeah. 
more like the wings of a devil yeah than the wings of an angel mm-hmm so I don't know is that a good critique yeah probably not I mean they probably established well enough that those guys are being jerks well I think it's just the fact they that were they're sacrificing animals and Peters yeah I think it's just the fact that animals. they're kind of doing this thing with Peter against his will but, if but the first one that it seemed like the student was like totally in on it. Mm-hmm. The student that they did the experiment on, like the whole class like applauded them and they were like getting ready to go through with it, you know? And also those animals so that they said were failures, I thought were successes. They had pretty flowers on them. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I hear your point, uh, J Bug, because you're like you're like saying, uh, you know, innovation isn't just ba- bad if you just because you have a mustache. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really, obviously they're doing stuff that was immoral and we were meant to kind of recognize that they are going too far in the name of science, right? But but I really feel like they were just pitching it like something shouldn't be messed with, mm-hmm. you know, which you have to make a case for. You know, you can't just yeah. say that. It, it was it was very that's much. What they do, that's what they do in Jurassic Park. They, that That's kind of the thing Jurassic Park. Something should be messed with. Yeah, yeah like, it's like why not? she didn't know what the what the um why they wanted the flower until she got to her great aunt's like old cottage, and she and her aunt explained the backstory of mm-hmm. like they were doing these crazy experiments and stuff, and so I stole the flower. Mm-hmm. Before that, she was they were just she just knew like they want this flower. Yeah, and so she gave it to him. So all right, here you go. Yeah, give me Peter back. You know. Mm-hmm. But the movie is anti-magic, mm. in a way. Yeah, it is. You know. Yeah, because at the I end like she's like, I've "I'm never gonna anti-magic. I'm never gonna do this dumb magic stuff ever again." Yeah. And I feel like that. I do like how magic and science were the same thing, though. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was like uh, those books. Yeah, by what's those his face? Books. It was like books. <laughs> you know, you make the paper. It's kind of magical. Yeah. Also involves science. No, no, the the name of the wind and all those books. Yeah, name of the wind. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. In that, like, in that, in those books, there's if like. If we knew science good enough, we it would be magic. That's yeah. Lore. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've brought up those books before on this very podcast, but it is such an interesting idea that it's like the. People Scott see these. My face. <laughs> people on the people of the internet. Scott burped in my face. We're sharing a microphone. No. <laughs> Garlic and anchovies. That's like that's like an atomic bomb <laughs> of bad breath. That's why I blew it away. Anyway, you blew it in my face because I love you. Those are all my comments. Okay. Good comments. Man, nah, they're okay. I liked them. Did did at did you watch it with Ashley? I did. Does she have any thoughts? She wants to share. We can ask her. Get her in here. Ashley, don't be nervous like even lollipop. though you're on the mainstream media now. <laughs> we just have one question for you. Okay. Go for it, bud. What about it? Oh, uh, yeah, good question. Um, It's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. How many Studio Ghibli movies have you seen? Okay, let, let me think. One. Two. <laughs> um, okay, I have seen Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is what you're it's talking about. It's not technically a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh. But it's by oh. a guy from Studio Ghibli who so split embarrassed. off. Okay, that one. What else have I seen, Jared? Cowboy Assassin. Yep. 
spirited away. Yep. That was Howl's Moving Castle and Prince and right. Prince Monoke and Spirited Away. <laughs> <laughs> God, your breath is right by me. Your anchovy garlic <laughs> no. concoction. So uh, how does it yeah. how did it compare to those heavyweights of the Ghibli verse? Well, I have to back up a bit because when he said Howl's Moving Castle, I realized that that's the one I was thinking of when you said with Mary and the Witch's Flower uh-huh. at first. So now I have to remember what Mary and the Witch's Flower is about. There's a witch's flower. Yeah. And it gets goop on you and gives you magic powers. Right. And and then does Wait. she goes like up to, a, she does go up to like a magic castle in the sky. Right? Hogwarts. <laughs> no, that's Harry Potter. But it's very similar. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a, she goes to a institution witch. of learning and for witches. That's right. Thank you. And warlocks. Yeah, and there's the evil one. Okay, it's coming back. And she. So it was memorable. <laughs> <laughs> really memorable. I don't remember very many movies mm-hmm. very often or books. So I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Say one image from it that was memorable to you. Okay, I remember a little girl flying on a broom. Oh, yeah, and the broom was so fun. And I wished that I could be on it. The broom was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, no. Um, Well, the one that I've always said, I really like Life is Beautiful, but I haven't seen mm. it since. Principesa. A long time. Or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't he say that? Yeah. Principesa. Um. I don't know. I'm. T- I really don't remember movies that well. What's your least favorite movie of all time? Uh, probably Jack Reacher. Mm, that was a the TV show. Movie. No, isn't there a movie of it? There's a movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a TV show now. Tom Cruise is in it. Oh, yeah. Isn't like, there a TV um, show now with John Krasinski? I'm bad, and I'm gonna kill all the guys. No, that's Jack Ryan. Oh. Yeah. That's, it's another Jack who kills people. Yeah, that's Jim Helper is in that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, you want to get out of this joint? Christmas office? Am I allowed to say that? Christmas? Do we have to, no, office. Oh. Do we have to pay them now? Copyright. Yeah. Copyright. Yeah. Corral. Okay. Yeah. I think we're covered. Okay. Should be Phew. good. We'll send in hundred bucks. Okay. Maybe they should send us a hundred bucks. Any other images from the film? <laughs> Um, there was the lady that was kind of, kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah, but except kind of fat McGonagall. Yeah. Jared, what did you think? This is very reminiscent to me of that YouTube channel where the guy watches action movies with his mom and then tries to get her to... Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like where the cool like, guy in this <laughs> situation? She's like, yeah, you're the cool guy in this situation. Thanks. And she's like... Yeah, um, there's a guy and his name, and he has magic powers, and he's in the the Matrix, and his name is Neil. Jer, I'm not like that.
Well, and the music was done by Lynn Moran- Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. So it's. A Vista Print is here to stay, and I'm doing it the Vista Print way. I'm a lady, and I need to make a wedding uh, invitation for my best mate. Here we go, I'm the other lady. My <laughs> name's Kate, and I'm here to stay, maybe. 